and welcome to HopeForMe.Live. We're a new national ministry designed to bring healing to the nations through wise counseling. Our number is 657-HAPPY-ME. The podcast is designed for a lot of people who may not necessarily need to talk to a counselor, but need that wise advice, and that's what we do here. I'm the pastor side of this, Angie. She is the counselor side. Say hi. Hello. Yes. So what we we're trying to do is basically cover all the bases with you on the issues that can be affecting you in a negative way. I mean, the world is just in a way designed by the evil one to trip you up. There's so many things that can go wrong, but God wants to overcome the world. He wants to help you overcome these struggles. These struggles are human struggles. You are a spirit being living a human life in a human body designed by God to help you become more like him. So we're hoping that when you go through these struggles, you get through them, you learn to become more like him, you're walking with him in a stronger and more vibrant way. Today, we're going to be covering righting the wrongs. Maybe another term to use, the Old Testament term you might want to use is the word restitution. Um, But what we want to do is help people to right those wrongs because there's so many relationships that are broken. There's so many people broken over the things that they have gone through. And God wants you to get through this process. And it is a process, isn't it, Angie? It is. It's a good process. It's a healthy process. And for people who are looking to maybe change things up and and maybe start um, getting healthy mentally, emotionally, um, physically, this is a good one to start with. For sure. Mm-hmm. So, and from, you know, sometimes it's just small things that happen or large things that happen, life-changing things that happen, choices that you're making on the small scale, medium scale, long scale. We all are going to make bad decisions along the way that we're not proud of. We're all, we're born sinners. And even though we're saved from our sins as Christians, that does not guarantee that we're going to be perfect. Right. I mean, we're, we're all going to do it. It happens now and then, and it, it's it's what are we going to do about it mm-hmm. is, is what really makes up who we are um, and how we grow. And so um, we, we really want to look at that. Yeah, and you know, learning to not beat yourself up in this process, because when you start beating yourself up, that's when any form of healing ends, because you're just in the middle of beating yourself up, you know. But the fact is, go back into the Bible and look at the mistakes that some of the greatest men and women in the Bible made. Adam and Eve, the way the way they handled the situation in the in the Garden of Eden, right. was was tremendously bad. You know, think of um, um, Sarah laughing at the idea that she could, you know, become pregnant. You know, at the advanced age that she was in. Look at some of the Old Testament prophets, how they were just really upset with God. Elijah, you know, um, go into the New Testament and and, and look at. You know, Peter denying Jesus three times, the disciples running away. Whatever you want to do, you can find this. I mean, David with with Beersheba, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. We're going to make mistakes, but what we do with them is going to be the key. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I was thinking about the, I was thinking about, you know, how we see the Hall of Faith in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And um, the, and every single one of them made some huge mistakes. Yeah. But they were counted as faithful. It's right. because what they did with those mistakes. Yeah. And I think that's an important point. And that's what we want to help you get through is righting the wrongs. Right. So very important. I want to start in Scripture because um, it's interesting when you, um, if you Google the term restitution, Bible verses about restitution, 
it's really interesting, but these are primarily Old Testament scriptures, and there's dozens and dozens and dozens of Old Testament scriptures. Um, there's one amazing New Testament story we're going to get into, probably in part two of this. But I just want to start with the concept of restitution uh, and righting wrongs. Exodus 22.1 says, If a man steals an ox or sheep and kills it or sells it, he shall repay five oxen for one ox and four sheep for one sheep. Now, I have no idea why ox were more <laughs> important uh, in, in the Old Testament. Um, and that's not what's really what's important here. But but he what he's saying here is, is this restitution is real and you're going to have to pay back for what you did right because the, the the bottom line is is there you know if you do something wrong this is kind of like that painful example of discipline mm -hmm. and but making it right is so very important right right that's that's a good way to look at it i mean it's you know the the biblical principle of it is so important and and the reason why the lord puts those things to show us is because he loves us he wants us wants us healthy but he also wants us to have lives of integrity so that when we are we live integral integrity lives we all integrity integrity okay. lives lives of integrity were, i thought you were making up a where word where was i like, going okay I don't know. well anyway if we live those kinds of lives you would the, the doors that open to us because when people are able to trust you and know that you are a person of integrity doors open for you and you have healthy relationships and so these these are the things that the lord wants for us and shows us in his word so we know that there's wrong choices that we're going to make what we do with them is so very important so let's mm -hmm. start with us not doing something with them because of shame. Right, right. So, yeah, so some of the wrong choices we have made may have led to that shame mm -hmm. or difficult consequences. And so that's a hard place to be. When we, when we are dealing with shame and we're in a place of shame, it really is... Um, it, it really just holds you back. It keeps you in this bubble where you you don't you want to withdraw. You don't want to move forward. You don't want to do things different. It, it just kind of keeps you right where you're at and, and keeps you in that place. So, um, you know, and those difficult consequences can be super overwhelming. You know, the consequences, if you stay in the shame, I think can be, you know, really seen well in the story of Adam and Eve. Everybody knows that story. You don't have to be a Christian to to know it well, most likely. Right. But, you know, when it says that they knew that they were naked, that is basically code word for shame. Right. That's just code word for shame. They knew they were naked. The, the shame that they felt led to the bad decisions that they made. Right. And so what we want to do is work through that shame. Right. Because when we work through the shame, then we won't continue down the road of bad choices and we will make right the wrong that happened. Right. Right. You have that's that is definitely going to be the first step. Is you're not going to be able to move forward in righting the wrong until you deal with those shame that shame. And then, you know, there's these difficult consequences that happen mm -hmm. when we make bad choices and sometimes right. we get lost in the consequences and don't see the trees through the forest right right and, and you know and these are natural consequences i mean you don't pay your electric bill then your electricity gets turned off and you have to fix it you got to go in and pay the late fees and pay your bill and and get your your electricity working again you know but these consequences can be on way different scales depending on the choices that you've made so um and that's not to be discouraging that saying yes there's natural consequences 
but there is a way to work through them, and that's why we're talking to you about this today. So very important. Numbers chapter 5 says this. It says, Speak to the people of Israel. When a man or woman commits any of the sins that people commit by breaking faith with the Lord, and that person realizes his guilt, he shall confess his sin that he has committed, and then he makes the restitution. I won't go into this specific restitution, but there's this process. It's it's interesting. This is It appears to be a New Testament um understanding here our new testament theology but it's right here in the law right you know and so i just want to kind of go through that for a minute it says when they commit the sin okay and they realize their guilt so we have to realize their guilt one mm -hmm. right then after we it says then they confess the sin then they confess it point number two okay then they make the restitution so it's this process mm -hmm. It is a process, but it can be done. You know, yeah. and you, you have to be willing to go through the process and not try to take shortcuts if you want it done in a healthy way. But I love that that's, that's our absolute guidance right there in that scripture. Yeah, it's really good. So many people feel that there's just no way that they can do this um, right. because they're in this place of shame. Right. Shame, like I said, shame just kind of keeps you there in that, you know, it takes over your, your, your way of thinking and it, it, it just um, paralyzes you. And so it, it's hard to overcome that, to get to a place where you're ready to deal with the wrongs and make them right. But if you don't, if you stay in that place of shame, um, you know, this could lead to broken relationships, broken emotional health and broken life circumstances. So if you keep that shame going and don't do anything and don't move forward and trying to get healthy, it doesn't just go away. Mm -hmm. It actually turns into the things that I've just mentioned, those yeah. broken places in your life. A reminder, you're listening to HopeForMe.Live. Go to our website. The website is HopeForMe.Live. Uh, there's no numbers in that, so it's just the words HopeForMe.Live, not .com. And on the website, you're going to see well over 100 podcasts that you'll be able to uh, look at. And we have them labeled um, month by month starting last November until now. So you can just go through the monthly podcast, push a button, sit back, relax, say a short prayer, ask the Lord to speak to you, and then listen to the podcast. But if you need to um, speak to a, a trained volunteer counselor, uh, and Angie, you do a lot of this counseling, mm -hmm. um, you can just call the number. And if we're not available, we'll get back to you. We always do. It's 657-HAPPY-ME. And the beautiful part about this is it is free of charge. This is a ministry um, underwritten by people who love you and want to see you walk well with the Lord. Mm -hmm. So just call that number at 657-HAPPY-ME. So there's some main reasons that people choose not to address their wrongs. And, and, and when we go through these, um, I just want to remember, I just want to remind everybody that you use three th terms, broken relationships, broken emotional health, and broken life circumstances. These are serious things that can happen if we're not r willing to get things fixed. Right, right. Avoidance is never the key. It, only, it, it just makes things worse. It doesn't get better. You have to be proactive in taking the steps and getting healthy. All right, so let's go through these five things. These are the main five reasons people choose not to address their wrongs. And there's more than this, but these are the big five. Right. So let's start with number one, embarrassment. Right. I mean, I think we've all experienced this at one time or another where we've said something or done something and um, it caused some kind of reaction or um, maybe even a broken relationship, whatever it is. 
where we're thinking about later and we're just overcome with embarrassment. We're, we're ashamed of ourselves. Like, why did I do that? How did I get that far? And we're embarrassed. And so when you get embarrassed, especially if, you know, depending on what actually happened, but the level of embarrassment could cause you to withdraw and to isolate and to just stay out of the focus is what we tend to do. And, you know, I started the show talking about the great uh, men and women of the faith. They um, made mistakes, some of them huge mistakes. I mean, all right, let's just be blunt. David right. and Paul were murderers. Right, right. Who was a greater man in the Old Testament, you know, than David? And who was a greater man other than Jesus in the New Testament than the Apostle Paul? Right. Okay, they're murderers. Right. So so on remembering, okay, yeah, I feel embarrassed, but remember those people and what they did with it. So important. Now you you number two, you put shame. What's the difference between embarrassment and shame? Embarrassment is is kind of just that um you know, that that thought like oh, I, you know, I knew that I was doing wrong, I'm embarrassed, I shouldn't have said that's kind of like a a lower level um, bit of shame, but a full-blown shame is when it starts with embarrassment and then it's, you know, there's hurt, there's pain behind it. It's your own hurt. It's your own pain. It's somebody else's hurt. It's somebody else's pain. And that shame just takes us over. Shame goes with identity. Embarrassment is more incidental. Shame goes with your very identity. Okay. So much, much deeper. Right. Number three is the fear of outcome. Right. So, so people can uh, just be very afraid of if, if I try to fix this, if I try to deal with it, what if things go wrong? What if I mess it up more? What if um, the other people in the, in the event do, do not forgive me or, or turn their backs? So there's a lot of things that lies we can believe or fears that we can have that would just cause us to do nothing and try to avoid the situation. Hmm. Is fear of outcome also related to punishment? It can, yes. Yes, that because I mean I'm thinking when I was seven years old and I stole a candy bar from Seven Eleven right. and my parents found out, I knew my life was over. Right. I knew I was a dead boy. Right, right. So so yeah, and for an example, say you make a mistake at work, it's a pretty good good mistake, and and by you all by all accounts, you, that boss needs to know because it's going to come out in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Um, do you try to keep it quiet, cover it up, or do you come forth and just tell your boss the truth? Because there's that fear of, of, yes, being fired or reprimanded or losing your good um, reputation. So all of those things are things that people fear. Number four is they don't know how. They don't know how, and this is number four for the main reasons people choose not to address their wrongs. Right. Sometimes people just aren't taught the skills and have not learned the skills, how to communicate, how to interact well, how how to navigate their way through difficult issues. They just don't have that skill set or haven't been taught, and so they're afraid to do anything. Mm -hmm. And number five is probably the biggest, in my opinion. Right. Pride. Pride, yes. Pride is, it's, it's just the worst. Right, right. I think I think at times we all struggle with it in some way, shape, or form, but there are people that go ahead and let their pride dictate how they are going to deal with these life issues. And nine times out of ten, if they have not conquered their pride, their pride will keep them from any kind of reconciliation because the first one of the first steps is admitting that you're wrong. And pride is the very opposite of that. 
You know, we have a great story in the New Testament. Um, and I remember seeing this, I think, in the Jesus Film Project when that came out back 20 years ago uh, on the screen for the first time. The story of Zach uh, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus <laughs> sorry. Um, but it's a really cool story. And it says, And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he is also the son of Abraham. If you're not familiar with the story, Zacchaeus was a tax collector. Hmm. Now, folks, <clears throat> I, I, I guess you know um, tax collectors are not really seen in a positive light in any generation, in any culture, and at any time. But Zacchaeus was a, was a tax collector, and he was, ta- he was <laughs> how do I put this? He was collecting taxes for the Roman authorities. And the Jews at the time, they were occupied by Rome, and they were despised. They were seen as turncoats. They were seen as treasonous. So that's what he did. And, and, and the Jewish tax collectors of the time were notorious, absolutely famous, for not only collecting the taxes for Rome, but collecting some taxes on the side for themselves. Right. They owned big houses. They had a lot of wealth, a lot of power, and people despised them. Mm. So Jesus is coming along, and you know you might remember the old you know song about Zacchaeus in the in the tree, and he just goes absolutely berserk, wanting Jesus's uh, attention. Goes up in the tree, you know. Jesus looks down at him, you know, come on down. And so Zacchaeus here is in full restitution mode. And what's interesting about this is that for him to do what he did, he had to get rid of the embarrassment. He had to get rid of the shame. He had to get rid of the fear of outcome. He had to get rid of the the, uh, great unknown. And certainly he had to get rid of all levels of pride to do what he did. Right. And then we go back to the story again because I I said it. I mean, I, I did the verses. I set it up. But listen to the verses after the setup. He says, Behold, Lord, the half of all my goods I give to the poor. And if I've defrauded anyone, (laughs) he did, I'm sure, (laughs) I restore it fourfold. Wow. Interesting that fourfold was the same that we read about in Exodus, fourfold on the sheep. Uh, Because, you know, he's still living in the Old Testament era here. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house since he's the son of Abraham. Mm. Jesus was just clapping his hands. That's beautiful. It's a great story. It's a great story. This is this is this is the exact thing that the Lord wants from us. Right. It's a heart he's looking for, a person that's absolutely willing. Not that person that doesn't make mistakes, but a right. person who's willing to own up to those mistakes and make full restitution with with a good heart. You know, I think it's interesting that the Lord sometimes chooses the biggest sinners to become the best saints. Well, yeah, proven by Paul and David as you mentioned earlier. Sure. <laughs> I mean, we don't have a story about Zacchaeus after this point, right? But you know, even even the uh, the um, um, lady at the well, you know, right? Um, she was a, living a very immoral life, you know. And what does she do? She goes back and tells her entire town. Right. He uses her. Right. You know, it's just it's just so amazing how he works. So above um, all of the above that we just read, these are fixable issues if right. the person's willing. Right. So if, if any of those five that we just did, again, embarrassment, shame, fear of outcome, the, the lack of knowledge and pride, um, if any of those things are hindering you from seeking that reconciliation, that restoration, mm-hmm. those things can be dealt with. Those things can be overcome. You just have to be willing and begin to take those steps of healing. 
get those out of the way so that you can move forward. So this is the first part of our show, writing your wrongs or, you know, dealing with restitution. In the second part, in particular, we're going to lay out a plan for you. Mm-hmm. Well, you're going to lay out the plan. It's <laughs> yeah. your plan. But but um, we're going to lay out this plan for you. So you'll this is rubber meets the road. Right. Okay? Right. And this is, again, designed to help you not go through broken relationships, broken emotional health, broken life circumstances. Right. You don't have to live with the results of your mistakes as badly, because there are results no matter what you do, but as badly if you write the ship as quickly as possible. Right. So we look forward to uh, talking to you about that on tomorrow's podcast. A reminder, hopeforme.live. Go to the website, check us out, and tell your friends and your neighbors if they need help that we are there free of charge. They won't have to pay a penny. God bless everybody. <laughs>